am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Don't sit down. I just feel like we're supposed to do this. Now, say this. I am. Say your name. Okay? Say this. A person of influence pushing back the frontier of ignorance all around the world, preaching and worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ with a torch of love in my hand. I am tearing down strongholds, lifting up the banner of righteousness, and declaring victory everywhere I go. Today, God is revealing himself to me as possessor of heaven and earth and as El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Amen. You can be sitting. Amen. Now, you know, that's my confession, but I decided to make it yours too for a season because we're going to talk about change this month. And... Um, I felt to just keep the title of this series, Stay Tuned, because I, I've been hearing things on the news. My husband tells me things, and, um, you know, if you're moved by what is going on in the world, you could give up right now on a lot of situations, because we have a lot of things out there that uh, are totally against the Word of God, that are going on, decisions that are being made, people in positions of authority uh, saying and do things that are totally against what we stand for as believers. However, we're not moved by what others are doing. We're moved by the Word of God. We walk by faith and not by sight, and we declare what the Word of God says because our words have power to change what is going on around us. Amen? Power to change things in our home. Power to change things in our workplace. Power to change things in government places. We have authority. Everybody say that. I have authority. And by the leading of the Holy Spirit, we know how to do that, uh, not based on emotions. You know, uh, I can get emotional uh, about some things. I can become very passionate um, about some of the things I see going on, and I can begin to say what I think. But I've had the Lord say to me, get a guard over your mouth, because what the enemy will use is words that we think are truth, but they're not done at the right time, in the right way, in the right place, and they do not have the power to do what we are saying. In fact, they can work against us instead of for us. And so um, I feel like when we took our vacation, uh, that little bit of time we were in Florida, I was watching Empower 21 videos. They were uh, 21 days of just... Uh, words from leaders around the world. You know, we're right here in Lafayette, Indiana, but there's things happening all over the world in the body of Christ that are great things. God is moving awesomely in lots of nations that we're not hearing about. We, we hear about all that's not going right, but there's a lot of good things that God is doing. And as part of the body of Christ, uh, number one, we need to know about it to pray about it and to be in agreement with the leaders in those nations that are bringing the gospel 
in a far worse environment than we have in the United States. They are fighting forces and, and uh, principalities and powers in spiritual realm, but not only that, in their leadership that um, I'm not saying what we have is good, but theirs is much worse. And, uh, and some give their life. Some uh, die because of taking a stand in their nations for the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, so I was listening to these different leaders every day um, <clears throat> for 21 days. But on the seventh day, there was a, a gentleman, and I can't say his name. He's going to say it for you. But, um, and you'll have to listen closely. He's from Beirut, Lebanon. And uh, he is over churches in Lebanon and in Syria, which right now there's some not good things happening in Syria. There's some not good things happening in Lebanon. And a lot of things that are going on are aimed at destroying Israel. And as believers, we stand for Israel. We stand for Israel. The Bible says those who bless Israel will be blessed. And so I was listening to this man, and when he spoke, I just felt like this is the change that we need to make to change the world. We're, our focus has to be on what God says to change. And so I want you to listen to this man. Could you play that video, uh, Tracy? I like the fire in the Holy Ghost right here. That's what that's for. Hello, this is Shadi Alawad. I'm the senior pastor of the Abundant Life Church in Beirut, Lebanon, and I'm also the chairman of the Pentecostal Alliance of Churches in Lebanon and in Syria. During the year 2020, I was thinking about one word, how can we change the world? Actually, we all suffered from the year 2020 with the, in, in the different ways through the pandemic and the shutdown and the lockdown that happened all over the world. And yet I was thinking, how can we change the world? Well, I thought about the ideas the world has to change the world. Usually, you know, if you are in a place and you want to change the world, what happened is usually people, they revolt, they do a revolution. And revolt. by doing that, usually they go in the streets, they riot, they break, they, they fight, they do things to change the world, to, to thinking that uh, if they change that system, if they change that uh, thing that is governing them, that something better will happen, something better is coming before, uh, I mean, after the revolution. And yet history tells us that not, not really all the time something better happened after the revolutions that happened in the world. Number two, what people did, what usually people do is they go in the system and they try to reform the systems in nations and even uh, companies and churches and places. And they think that this is the way they should uh, change also the world. And yet Jesus didn't use these two methods to change the world. And Jesus is the greatest changer of the world. If there is a character, if there is a personality, if there is a person who really changed the world, his name is Jesus Christ. And uh, he, he didn't have an army, he didn't write a book, he didn't create a government, he didn't set a system, yet what he did, he created disciples. Jesus said in Luke, number, uh, Luke chapter 9 and uh, 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 verse 23, he says, if you want to follow me, he says, deny yourself, pick up your cross daily, and follow me. Notice the, the subtitle. I mean, I had always the, a problem to think about that the subtitle is the same as the title. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, that's the title, he says you need to do three, thing, three things. Deny yourself, 
uh, pick up your cross daily and follow me. And then if you think about the two words, follow me, the number one follow me is if you want to be my successor, if you want to be, if you want to be like me, if you want to change the world like me, you need to deny yourself, number one. You need to pick up your cross, number two. Die every day of your desires, of your uh, uh, everything. Uh, and, and number three, you need, the word follow me here is, you need to imitate me. You need to do what I did. I pray that this mes message will reach you wherever you are. And you become, and we become, and I become a world changer like Jesus Christ. Jesus prioritized people over system, over anything else. The kingdom of God is about people. We need to deny ourselves, pick up our cross daily, and imitate Christ in this world, and definitely will be able to change the world. God bless you all, and thank you for watching this. You know, um, every one of the words were from, you know, all over the world, young and older. Uh, this organization, I just share a little bit. Many of you know Caleb Worley. Uh, he's been here and spoken. Billy Wilson is actually the head of this organization. He's also the president of ORU, which is the university that really uh, talks about the power of the Holy Spirit, about being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Brother Robert's vision was the Holy Spirit is in the now. And uh, so that message through Empower 21, they just did a conference, and Caleb is the executive director of this organization. He, years ago, Pastor Billy Joe sent him to a meeting, and uh, Billy Wilson met him, and long story short, over time, everybody say over time. You know, change is good, but change isn't always right directly to what you're going to do. But I believe the changes in Caleb's life brought him to where he is today. And they just did a next-gen conference, which was young leaders from all over the world sharing just like this man in Lebanon. Um, something's happening in the world spiritually, but we have to be tuned in. Everybody say, stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Holy Spirit because there's so much happening in the kingdom of God that when you hear about the things that God is doing, supernaturally doing in the lives of people. It's a very exciting time. And as I was sitting there, um, I thought what he said, Jesus prioritized people above all things. Everybody say people. How many of you know a few people who could uh, use a revelation about Jesus Christ? Maybe to know that God loves them, that he has a plan and a purpose for their life, that he hasn't forgotten about them. Uh, I, I believe there's such a need for hope. Everybody say hope. Hope that there is a future. There is something, especially with our young generations, because uh, I just heard the other day, suicide is becoming a, a great concern in young men that are trapped at home. Trapped at home through the COVID, through situations. You know, uh, God puts in each one of us desires, things that he's called us to do. And when you look around and you don't see that and you're young and you're not able to really process, this will get better. You know, this too shall pass. Then there's opportunity for the devil to steal what the vision is for their life. And this is what I heard. Um, how can we bring change? This was my question to the Lord. How can we bring change in our sphere of influence in Lafayette, West Lafayette, 
and Tippecanoe County. And this is what I heard, create an atmosphere where the spirit of the Lord can move freely with power. Equip people with the word and baptism of the Holy Spirit. Have the manifestation of miracles in your midst, an expectation of the supernatural intervention of God in people's lives every time we're together. I expect a miracle today. It's a song that Pastor Sharon Doherty wrote. Nothing is impossible to those who believe and say, I believe God's word is still the same, and I expect a miracle today. That means when we come together, we expect miracles, not just in this room, but whoever's watching. And then this is what I heard, introducing, to peop introducing people to me, to the Lord, in this is the single most life-changing experience anyone can have. The heart is the first part affected. Love comes in, bringing hope and faith with it. Understanding becomes enlightened, and truth begins to prevail from the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Life-changing is the key to world change. Life-changing is the key to world change. Now, this is just what I started writing. You know, sometimes it's just like the Lord starts pouring stuff, and I was writing so fast trying to get this down. Without lives being changed, the world will stay the same. So it's not a government. It, it's, that's not going to change the hearts of people. Jesus changed changes the hearts of people. When people's hearts are changed, then they make better decisions. And so it says people need a heavenly view, a heavenly perspective, not an earthly view and perspective. That is so limiting, so superficial, and lacking in power to change anything. Heavenly vision has a future and a hope. It has vision for better provided from a higher place, not the worldly provision, for a heavenly provision, provision beyond human ability to grasp. Only by faith can you receive heavenly provision. Only by faith can you receive heavenly provision. Heavenly provision is more than enough for every good work. That means you're, you're fully equipped. Peace, security, increase, abundance, all the needs of every person on the face of the earth, only possible through salvation in Jesus Christ. The world is subject to trial and error. The kingdom of God is not subject to trial and error, but it is steadfast, immovable, eternally, always the same. No fear, total provision from a secure source, provision through Jesus, according to his riches in heavenly places. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit. All things can be made new, changed for the glory of God. Keep a heavenly perspective this year. Push out the worldly thoughts, accusations, and fears. Hold fast to your confession of faith. Stand firm. Set your face like a flint. Be determined. Be strong and courageous. Rehearse your words from me. Do not meditate. Worldly advice, commentary, intimidation. Rehearse my words, the promises, in written and rhema words. Stay away from doubters and extremists. Stay close to me. I am leading you. Take your cues or signals from only me. Don't agree with the things that I have not specifically told you. I will give you knowledge and understanding for what you are to be doing. Stay in your lane. It is your calling. Don't be moved by intimidation or persecution. Remain faithful to my words to you, to me, for you. There will be pressure but remain steadfast, immovable, always abounding in my work for you. What I want to do through you 
and you will have victory. Now, that's a lot of words. Well, there's a lot more that I don't have time to read today. I mean, it was like, it was like a download from heaven. It was like you push the tape recorder. But um, what really blessed me was I felt like this year is restoration. Number one, well, resurrection and restoration. Those are the two words I heard. But those happen only through Jesus. They can't happen through a world system. You cannot resurrect something that's dead through the world's system. You cannot change it. Only God can change it. And change is good. Everybody say change is good. Um, you know, uh, it says in Isaiah 43, and I believe this is for the church, for our church, but I believe it's for the body of Christ. God wants to do a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. And uh, I, I want us to read this scripture. It says, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. I, I really felt an emphasis this year, put what has happened before behind. Don't take it with you. You can't take it with you. More than I've ever felt that before. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. You shall not know, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I believe that there's a lot of people who need a river in their desert right now. How many of you could use a river in your desert? You know, something that would show you that you're on the right track. Uh, do you have verse 20 there? The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. And then the last, this people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. Everybody say, that's us. That's us. Well, in Philippians 3, it says basically the same thing. Paul said this, and he talks about God has given you something, me something, uh, many things actually, but right now there may be one thing that God is really speaking to you that if you will change, you will see it come to pass. And this is what it says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. God has laid hold of you for something in 2021, something really important. Maybe it's just to be a good dad in your house. Maybe it's to be the mom that you're called to be in the house. Maybe it's to speak words over your children that, um, that you don't see right now. How many of you have had some things that you felt in your heart about your children that not necessarily are you seeing a manifestation of that right this minute? Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not true. There has to be a change. And change comes through what we say and what, and what we do in regard to what we say. You know, we can't say, my son is walking in the fullness of God, and the next minute say, that kid, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> you, you can't do those two things. That's bitter and sweet coming out of the same mouth. <laughs> and the Bible says that's what your tongue will do. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. You start praying in tongues when you want to kill them because you don't want to do that. You don't want to say words that would kill their future, kill their hope, kill their enthusiasm. So pray in tongues. They'll think that's weird if you do it out loud, but that's okay. That's better than what you were going to say. Amen? It's the truth. The Holy Spirit's been given to us to give us power. Write scriptures, know what they are. And, uh, you know, it says, that the rest of this says in Philippians, because to me it's the same thing as Isaiah 43. We got to go forward. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, 
forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. You know, you have to reach out to go forward. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. You know, that's basically what the Lord was saying to me. You have a call on your life for today. It's not the same call that it was last year. It, 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 I'm called to preach the gospel, to minister to people. I mean, that's my calling. But there's different things that I'll be called to do this year that I've never been called to do before. And uh, I've walked through a few of them this week. And I want to tell you, when you're walking by faith and not by sight, and you're trying to do what you feel you've heard God tell you to do, there's going to be opportunities that make you think, listen, this would be easier if we just didn't bother with it. How about that? You know, uh, how about we just forget this? You know, it was a lot better before we tried to do this. Because the enemy is going to come. He's going to come to steal that for which God has laid hold of you. You know, when God lays hold of you, you know you've been laid hold of. How many of you have ever been laid hold of by God? <laughs> you know, and then you try to go a different direction or you do something. It's like, ooh, that wasn't part of the plan. You shouldn't have done that. We just ask forgiveness and get back up and go again. I heard this this week. Now, I'm going to get way off my sermon, but I feel to tell you this. I was sitting right out here, and, and uh, I was reading about Moses. And, and I'm in the book, in my Bible reading, I'm in Exodus, and I'm reading about Moses. Man, I'm glad I wasn't around when he was there. I'm glad I didn't get that assignment. <laughs> you know, these people were not the happiest bunch, you know, uh, to deal with. And, uh, and it was talking about if, you, if you're going to lead, you have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to do things that you've never done before, things you don't want to do and never have wanted to do before. Uh, you're going to be put in a position to step out, to go after that which God has called you to go after. You have to reach for that. It's not like it's just right there. And uh, I was reading about it, and it says, um, it was talking about the four things that, that he had to deal with, fears concerning himself, uh, how many of you had fears concerning yourself? I mean, when God called him to do this. I mean, I've never seen a burning bush, but that would probably really get my attention. You know, and especially if the, bur if the bush didn't go away. It just burned and nothing happened to it. He had concerns when God said, it's you. Uh, fears concerning God. You know, uh, he had spent 40 years as a, a child in Pharaoh's house. He killed an Egyptian because he had a heart for his people, which he was a Jew. He was Israelite. And then because of that, he ended up 40 years in the desert. Uh, in that 80 years of life, now he's being called to do something that he has no idea how that's going to go. And God has not been real real to him necessarily in this situation. You know, there's a difference between God in the desert and God in the burning bush. There's a difference when God says, okay, we're going we're gonna to step out here now, and you're going to do this for me. So he had concerns on himself. He had fear concerning what's God going to do. Uh, you know, it's overwhelming to him to be in God's presence. Fear concerning others. Well, what are the people going to do when I show up and tell them we're going out of here? You know, we're going to leave Egypt, and, uh, you know, they, they don't have any idea how that's going to happen. They don't even know who he is. And he's now going to lead them out of Egypt. And God, all God says to him is, I'll be with you and tell him I am sent you. That's not a lot to talk about. I mean, that's got to have some more explanation. 
Uh, and then his last fear was concerning his own ability. You know, he said, I can't talk. Well, you know, God, God did get a little upset about that because God tried to encourage him, and he wouldn't give up on the fact he didn't talk right. So, but, you know, God was merciful. He said, oh, take your brother. He can talk. It starts out with his brother having the staff. If you have ever read this story, his brother has the staff that turns to the snake, that turns the water to blood, that brings about all the plagues. But about halfway through the plagues, it's Moses who picks up the staff. He gained that confidence in who he was, and he began to be the one. In the beginning, it was Aaron. Moses heard from God. Moses told Aaron. Aaron told the people. That'd be like, I hear from God, I tell my sister, and then she tells you. Hopefully, it would be close to the same thing. <laughs> I mean, really, you pass it along. Have you ever passed along things? But in that setting, everybody say God was in it. And so the change was good, but it wasn't the most exciting thing in his life, in Moses' life. I mean, this is a big responsibility. And if you read, you know, the whole story, he did lead them out of there only to end up with them all rebelling several different times and in the end being back in the wilderness again and in the end because he got aggravated with them, struck a rock when he wasn't supposed to, he didn't even get to go there. Quite a story. Amen? But they got to the promised land. God just got a different leader and on they went. God wasn't mad at Moses, but Moses could not be trusted because he could get emotional. I'll just move on. <laughs> Emotions will get you into big trouble. And it got him into big trouble. God loved him, but God knows who is going to be able to stand in that situation. Just like Joseph stood through the prison. Just like all the leaders in the Bible. There's a testing of how you're going to be able to do. Not so you can be kicked out so that you don't end in a place where you would be killed destroyed. Amen? It's not about who's better than somebody. It's not about that with God, because he loves us all the same. We're all, we're all called, but there are people who can get through. I could not have done what Billy Joe Doherty did. When I was walking in those years with him, I was just praying we got through, but he was walking by faith. He knew, and that's why God entrusted him with that call. Same with Moses as well. So I was reading, it says, you have to be willing to give up everything. You have to be willing to let go of all those things. Not about your, it's not about you. It's about what God wants to do. And I heard this. You don't need to be concerned. Your safety net will be the promise. I heard that. I saw people swinging from trapezes. <laughs> I mean, I was sitting right out here. I could see. Have you ever seen a circus where they're flying through the air? But there's a net. And it's like some of the decisions that have to be made, there isn't a net you can see. There, there's like nowhere to go. If this doesn't work, we're going down. But we're not. Because we have a safety net. The safety net is the promise. Amen? God is so good when you're in the midst of something where you don't know what to do. That was enough to keep me going the rest of the week. Just that one little word, your safety net is the promise. Go back to your journal, read what I told you. It doesn't matter what men say, it's what I say. Amen? It's not, it's not that it's um, 
a cakewalk, you know, it's just la di da di do, you know, but it, it's a fight of faith. Everybody say a fight of faith. But it's a fight of faith, not of doing something. It's a fight of faith of believing and standing till you know what God says to do. And, of course, Moses, he did get them, you know, he got them to the edge of the water, and he trained a young man that would take his place. And the young man took them on into the promised land, which is Joshua. You know, God loves his people so much. Remember, the priority with God is people. There's a lot of people right now that are at a Red Sea, and they do not know what to do. They have a mountain of problems in front of them. They have a mountain of problems behind them, and they have nobody to part the waters. But Jesus will. But we've got to begin to think, how can I introduce them to the one who can help them? How can I help people to see that they can make it through the troubled waters that we are in, in this nation? I believe things will change. You know, there were horrible circumstances in the Old Covenant. Even when Jesus came, he had the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Those are the ones that were Sadducee because they didn't believe in the resurrection. And so, you know, he had all these religious people against him. He had the, the political people against him. Uh, all, everybody was against Jesus. Do you know he didn't, he didn't hold a committee meeting about that? He, he went right down the road doing exactly what his father told him to do. And he changed the world. He changed the world. I believe that's the same commission we have in the midst of where we are right now. The Bible says in Matthew 24 that in the last days they'll be drinking and doing the things they did in the days of Noah. Well, that was a really bad situation back there. I think we've got some really bad things going on in America. But in the midst of that, God built an ark. But it took one man believing and waiting and doing what God called him to do. I believe we're that one person that maybe God's going to use in a situation that we never dreamed we could be the one. Turn to your neighbor and say, you, you might be the one. You might be the one. You know, um, Hebrews 13, 8, I've heard this said, um, that Jesus, uh, the word of God, you know, Jesus and all those things, they're not relevant for today. Have you ever heard that word relevant? It's, it's not relevant. Well, the word of God isn't relevant until you get born again. Because when you get born again, the word begins to be relevant. But up until then, I mean, I experienced that as a young person. I went to church, but the word was not real to me. In fact, I could hardly get through it. Uh, and, and all I heard was, there's none righteous. No, not one. They forgot to read the rest of that book of Romans 3 that says, but, but through the justification of the blood of Jesus Christ... We have been made righteous. Amen? They just left off that part. Well, there was no hope. But now there's hope. The word of God comes alive when we begin to read it. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13.8. He is relevant. This is what relevant is. Having significant and demonstrable bearing on the matter at hand which we have a lot of matters at hand right now, affording evidence tending to prove or disprove the matter at issue or under discussion. Everybody say this. The word of God brings light, brings understanding. So it is relevant. Everybody say it is relevant. 
it, it isn't different because we're in 2021 or 2020 or the, you know, 2000 or whatever they would say over time. You know, well, you know, it's not really like that today. Well, it is like the kingdom of God today because the kingdom of God is forever and it never changes. So the things that God has told us we can do. Isaiah 55, 8, 13 says that his ways are higher than our ways. I do believe that. How many of you have had God tell you something that just seems like, wow, I don't think that will work. Uh, but it will work if it's what God said. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways, nor your ways my ways, says the Lord. And we'll just read this. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I believe that. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. Would you say that? The word of God will not return void. That means the promises that are in here are for us and they will not be changed. They will not, they will not, not happen. They will happen. But it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing that I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the excuse me, field will clap their hands. Instead of thorns shall come up with the cypress tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be, be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. When you step out in the things that God has, you are led forth with joy and peace, and what's going to come up is not something bad. It's something good. Everybody say, change is good. Change is good. I, I don't, I've never been a person who uh, wanted everything to stay the same way. You know, every, everywhere I've ever worked, I like to go in, fix it, and leave, and let somebody else do the rest. You know, the day-to-day, -day, same old, same old. Uh, there are people who are flourish in doing that, the same old, same old, same old, but that's never been what I like. My husband he loves the same things. You know, like our house, he likes to keep things the same. I like to change. I, I'm a changer. You know, uh, I can't lift furniture, but if I could, I'd change it. Uh, I said to him yesterday, hey, could you flip that mattress on my bed? He said, flip it? I said, yeah, there's supposed to be a pillow top on the other side. Flip it. Let's see. So he flipped it. And there's another pillow top on the other side of that, just like they said. I, I, I'm not, I like change. But I don't like change if I'm the one that has to lead. I like change if I can follow somebody who's leading. How many of you are like that? I like to be the one following the person who's doing the, is out there. But I don't believe it's going to be that way for the church. I believe God has equipped everyone in this church to be a soul winner. And whatever you say is going to produce a harvest. Whatever we're saying that, you know, over this church, over the people in this church, it's going to come to pass because we have been trained to walk by faith and not by sight. And it, it will be a new thing. It, it's, it's expressing what God wants to do in a new way. And this is what the Lord gave me. Uh, you know, where it says new wine in old wineskins just doesn't go together. What that was implying when it's in Matthew, it's in Luke, it's in Mark, 
it's implying that you can't take a gospel of grace and put it in to the gospel of the law, which is the new covenant and the old covenant. Everybody say, we walk by grace. We're not under a law. When you love God, you walk by grace. It's his ability working through us. And so when it said you can't, what, what Jesus was saying, you can't put, you can't put that old way, uh, you can't mix the two. And so the new way is the way of the new covenant, which is Jesus is the one who made a way for us where there is no way. So the roadways in the wilderness, the rivers in the desert, they can happen because of Jesus. You can't take the old law with these things you've got to do before this will happen. That, that's the law. So you can't mix the two together. What, what I read in the commentary, I read it in two commentaries, it says, avoid imposing past traditional structures on present renewals. Avoid what used to be trying to make it like that to fit in what's going on today. Because it, we're not in that day. It's not going to work the same way. Um, understand that yesterday's structures and forms are often incapable of handling today's dynamic of spiritual renewal. In other words, the way God used to do it may not be the way God does it today. That's why we need to raise up the next generation. Because the next generation knows how to reach the generation that they're dealing with. Amen? Now, you know, I'm not the young generation here. But I'm here until God says, this is the next person. This isn't because I just couldn't wait to be in this position. It's not like that. You know, we, we, we had our board meeting. And I just want to, I'm going to share this real quick. Pastor Bill felt he wants to go a different direction. So he stepped out of the leadership of the board. And on the way there, he's been trying to get me to step into that position for about two years. On the way there, I heard, step in so he can be released to do what he's called to do. I'll take care of it. So when we got to that part where we have to decide, I said, okay. But you know what that does? That puts me at point. So y'all better be praying for me like every day, at least twice. And good things. Because it changed everything. Everybody say it changed it. It changed the entire situation for me. I could, I could tell it. It happened back when I stepped in in July, sitting right out there. But that day, do you know what day that was? It was on the anniversary of the day I got saved 45 years ago. Same day. I felt like God said, this is your reward. I'm thinking, oh, holy cow. But everybody say a new thing. A new thing. It's not about me, but I am praying a lot more than I used to pray about is this God or is it not? Because I used to be able to say, honey, is this God? He'd say, I think it is. I'd say, good, let's do it. Now he says to me, did you hear from God? I'm thinking, no, I think so. I have to go back. I have to pray again. I have to be sure. But I got my safety net, and I got a promise. Amen? When you have a safety net, and it's the promise, it's a sure thing. Nothing's going to happen. This is what it says, a different spiritual renewal. 
Grace and legalism cannot flow together. Power of the Holy Ghost does not flow when people are being judged. It flows with mercy. It's mercy. That's why this morning when I said there's shame, that's a word from the Holy Spirit. I didn't have that in my notes. Today, I want to take care of shame. Why? Because so many people are locked up in their shame. And about the time they step out, the devil comes along and says, well, now you remember. Or they get tempted and they fall and they think, I can't do that. No. Get back up and let God do it. Amen. We're going to talk about this all month because change is happening. I have four words. Change is good. Change is necessary. Change is inevitable. Everybody say inevitable. It's not going to stay the same. And the last one, change always brings more. It always brings the increase. Amen? I'm ready to increase. Are you ready to increase? God has a plan for you. It's a good plan. But we're going to have to change. We're going to have to change to what God's doing right now and flow with that dynamic that God is doing. I don't have all the answers, but we got a lot of good people in this church who are very strong, who have a lot of good answers. Amen? So we're all going to be a part of what God does in this church. Let's stand up. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every person here today. I thank you for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to be flexible. Help us to know and do what you have called us to do for the season we're in. And those of you that are watching this morning, I just bind a spirit of fear in your house in the name of Jesus. The fear that um, something's going to happen. Uh, fear for your children, fear for your job, fear for your financial situation. I take authority and dominion over that, and I, and I pray right now for a spirit of faith to rise up on the inside of you. Those of you that know the Lord, it, you have the Holy Spirit in you, and the Holy Spirit is not afraid. The Holy Spirit is not speaking those words of fear to you. God is able to make rivers in your desert and roadways in, in the wilderness that you may be walking through. And it's time to get up and move out. It's not time to be captivated by the fear that's in this world. In Jesus' name, I pr want to pray for all of you today. Father, I thank you for those that are here today that have heard some things about 2021 that seem impossible with the knowledge that they have right now. Maybe they've come out of something. Maybe they've walked through things that have made them feel intimidated, just like Moses when he was told to do something that seemed impossible to him. If that's you today and you've been really hearing things that just, they just seem overwhelming to you, like they're, they're impossible, that I can't do that. Would you lift your hand? I want to pray for you today. I see your hands. Father, in Jesus' name, I see your hands. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that you make a way where there is no way for those that right now know that there's a change, but they've not been able to say, I'll do it. I will do it. I will, I will obey in Jesus' name. I pray for strength and courage right now. Maybe those that are watching, yeah, God sees your hand today. If, if, if that's you and you're here, put your hand up because that's your point of contact of saying, God, that's me. I, I, need, I need to be able to do that. Father, I thank you today for everyone that's here, that the purpose, the destiny, the situation, maybe that they're in that looks impossible. You will begin to do something to change that.
Begin to show them that you're real, that you're in their situation, and you're going to make a way where there is no way in that situation for them. I want to pray today also before we leave, and especially those that are out there watching or maybe will listen to this message later. Uh, God wants to be your friend. He wants to help you. He wants to help you, and he sent his son to die for you so that he could communicate with you. Even those that are here today, maybe you've never received Jesus. Maybe you've never said, Lord, make a way in my life for me to be who you've called me to be. I don't even know how to get out of the situation I'm in. I don't even know how to do it. I don't even understand. But I'm willing to give my heart to Jesus for him to make the difference in my life. And if that's you today, we're going to pray right now. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, then you will be saved. It's through your confession. It's through your words of saying, I believe. I believe. And when you say those words, the Holy Spirit of God will come in to live in you. And you will begin to be changed. Not from the outside in, from the inside out. Sometimes, even when you don't know it's happening, God is changing you and bringing you to a new place of peace and understanding. So let's all just pray this together today. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for my sins. Thank you that I have victory. If I make Jesus Lord, no weapon of the enemy or circumstance will be able to prosper against me. I ask you, Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. I give my heart to you. Forgive my sin, heal my heart, and help me to be who you've called me to be. In Jesus' name, I believe that you are real, and I want to see you move in my life and in my circumstances in Jesus name and everybody who believed that said amen amen well I want you to say this after me today because we always leave with a confession but uh, how many of you know there's changes going on around you that are exciting I mean you know that you can feel it but you just don't know how it's all going to work out let's say this father thank you that I am participating In the greatest time in all the earth, I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I have no fear. I have a power, love, and a sound mind. I am not moved by what I see or what I feel. I believe the word of God, and I act upon the word of God. I let my words be your words. My thoughts be your thoughts. Help me to walk this week with the anointing that you have put upon my life to be a witness to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Go and be blessed. Amen. God is good.